Hey, this is Jim, pastor of Decided Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope the sermon you're about to hear just blesses your heart and really encourages you. If you don't mind, subscribe. That way you'll get instant notifications every time a sermon is uploaded. And by all means, if you're feeling led to give, click on the giving link and there'll be more directions to follow. God bless. Enjoy the message. Thank you for being here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Pastor Jim. I'm the lead pastor here, and it's a privilege to have you. It's a privilege to do church together, be a family together. And uh, we got a we got a sermonette. We have a glorified devotional this morning. I'm going to preach really quick. I'm going to keep it within 15 minutes so that we can worship a little bit more. A glorified little worship Sunday. I'm going to preach to you a message entitled, How to Get God's Attention. I don't know anybody who doesn't want God's attention. I don't know anybody here who wants God to ignore you, not hear your prayers, turn his face against you. So I'm going to really quick through First uh, Peter chapter 3. We're going to talk about this in verses 1 through 12. You stand, we're going to read together, and we'll dive right into it. First Peter chapter 3, it'll be on the screens, or you can turn in your Bibles. But beginning in verse 1, Peter says, under the inspiration of the Spirit, likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives, when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing that you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, by submitting to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Ladies, are you still with me? Yes. I know that was tough. That was tough. But guys, you're on the hot seat now. Verse 7. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Now, everybody. Verse 8. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary. Bless, for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Let's pray. Jesus, may your word go forth. Have your way, have your will illuminate our hearts. Thank you for the opportunity to gain your attention. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So we're building up the body in 1 Peter. We're, uh, we're accountable to each other. We're using these bricks and we're building on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And in chapter 2, we learned that we're sanctified to suffer successfully. And in chapter 3, these first few verses teach us not only that we're sanctified to suffer, but now we're sanctified to serve. Sanctified to suffer in chapter 2, chapter 3, sanctified to serve. And what God is really getting at through Peter is this. How do we serve the God-ordained authority within the family unit, within the family structure? I'm doing uh, premarital counseling with a lot of folks right now. I got five couples and two that are in waiting 
because their wedding's in a little bit. Um, but uh, even Hannah, Hannah's right back there. She knows we, we're going through counseling and, and we're, we've been in this exact passage and we pair this with Ephesians chapter five and we have a lot of fun. So this is fresh on our minds. Hannah could preach it for us. But if you've never heard these passages on the roles of husbands and wives, then it can come off a little abrasive. It can come off a little offensive. Wives be subject, husbands treat her as the weaker vessel. Do not adorn yourself. It's like, what is he talking about? So we're going to take the next couple of minutes and explain this. Walk you through it. It's not that hard. Stay with me and we'll do great. Wives, you're up first. How do we gain God's attention? Three quick points. Humble wives, honoring husbands, holy saints. If you're taking notes, that's the, that's the uh, outline. That's where we're going. How to gain God's attention. Humble wives, honoring husbands, holy saints. Wives, you're up first. Husbands, no arm jabs, no amens, because you're coming up next. It says in verse one, likewise, wives be subject to your own husbands. The Ephesians 5 word is submission. Whether it's be subject or submit to, it's the same flavor. And it's not hard, so don't, misunder- don't get derailed here. What Peter is saying and what Paul is saying is the same thing. And if you really break down this word submission, it explains itself. Submission. In other words, wives are not under the husband. They're not belittled by the husband. They're not, the husbands aren't over them in an authoritarian type of way because Eve was taken out of Adam's side. Not his head, not his foot, but his side to be his help meet. And that's exactly where the word submission comes from. You, as the wife, are aligning yourself with your husband's mission. You are supporting his vision. You're coming alongside and saying, husband, I got your back. I'm for you. I'm with you. I agree with your vision. I agree with the mission that you have for our family. You will find support and alignment with me. That's what it means. It's not God's role for you and for all women is not to be put down by men. It is not to live into some type of fear to men. No, it is to come alongside and support. Just like Eve was taken out of the rib of Adam, just like, in fact, the Holy Spirit comes alongside of our comforter. It's the same word. The wife, the wife word is the same word. It's a help meet. It's a comforter. You're supporting, you're aligning, you're coming alongside the mission and the vision of your husband. Got it? Let's keep going. So that if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. So there's a part here for you wives. You may, you may need a little encouragement this morning because your husband may not be a believer. Right, And this passage is saying, in part, the way you live your life could draw your husband to the Lord. But even for those husbands who are saved, who know the Lord, the goal is still the same, that the conduct and character of their wives would sober them to the truth of God's word, would bring them closer to God's word in obeying the truth. So saved husband or lost husband, wives, your mission doesn't change that you should live in, in, so, in such close alignment, that you should live in so much support that your husband is, your husband is, is strapped on to that healthy weight of, man, my woman's behind me and the family's behind her, so I better get this right. I better follow the Lord. I better draw closer to him. That's what Peter's saying. 
And then we get to the weird hard part, right? Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, the clothing that you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious, which in God's sight is very precious. So again, women, you want God's attention? You already know how to get this world's attention, how to get the attention of a man. It's all external. But if you want God's attention and you want the kind of right man, then you're going to pay attention to the inward person just as much, if not more, as your external. What Peter is saying is, if a woman focused as much on the, on the inside condition as the outward appearance, she would find favor with both God and her husband. Because what we know from the word of God is that beauty fades. I know y'all are looking very beautiful and handsome today, this morning, but the truth of the matter is we're all getting older. Even Laura Peppers knows that. She had a birthday and she's like, oh, you didn't know? Actually, when you hit a point, you start coming back down. So I'm actually coming back down. My, my numbers are decreasing. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good one, Laura. Um, but, but beauty fades. Beauty fades. The external, we may put so much attention and focus on it, but there's going to come a day where it just doesn't look as good as it did before. That's this old flesh we live in. But God says, you know what the imperishable beauty is? You know where you can really work and it pays off? You get a huge return on your investment. It'll never fade. It'll never dim. The inward woman, the beauty, the character and the conduct inside. How you identify as a daughter of the king. How you identify as somebody who supports their husband and raises their kids in the Lord and, and provides for the family. And that, the Proverbs 31 woman, ever heard of that Proverbs 31 woman? If you pair this verse with Proverbs 31, then you get an accurate description of what Peter's saying, focus on the inward woman, focus on what's inside. So don't misunderstand, Peter. He's not saying, hey, all you ladies, just let yourselves go. Just don't, don't worry anything about the outside. Just focus on the inside. What he is saying is focus more on the inward woman than you do on the outward appearance. I know it's quiet, but husbands, you're up next. So let's get to it. Verse seven, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. You cannot live in an understanding way, men, husbands, if you're not listening. And all the wives said, amen. amen. This is your chance, Crystal. <laughs> you cannot, you simply cannot understand if you, if you don't listen. So what Peter's saying is you got to be a really good listener. I've heard it said like this, listen as intently as you want to be heard. I don't know a man out here that doesn't want to get his point across. Are you listening with the same passion? Listen with the same passion that you want to be heard. And that will help your wife say, you know what? He's really, he's really taking pause here. He's not, he's not running over me with his words. He's taking a moment to understand my heart, to understand me. Be a good listener. Show honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. Now, 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 Peter. We got a lot of ladies in here who work out. They're part of that burn boot camp fitness group. We, we got some tough women in this church, some women who really know how to get it done. They're not puny. They're not tiny. They're, they're some strong women. And so that's what P Peter's not saying. 
all, all women, all wives are just these little stick figures who can't hold their own. No, that's not what Peter's saying. Don't misunderstand. The, the phrase is weaker vessel. So if you lived in Bible times, you understood that they had to make all their dishes, all their serving plates and everything. Everything was handmade. It was pottery. And some of these pieces of pottery that they would make and forge and and then heat up in the fire and then gloss over and paint beautiful things on. They, they would have some, some pieces in their china cabinet, if you will, that were precious. They were lifted up. They were put away up high as precious and esteemed dishes of high value. How many of y'all have fine china in a cabinet set apart, maybe somewhere else? You don't use it every day, do you? You don't just get it down and hand it to your toddler. Say, hey, fix your, uh, fix your raviolis. <laughs> Here, use this. Oh, give the dog scrap. Get the piece of china. Give the dog scraps on the piece of china. We don't, no, we put this stuff away. It's usually up high, put away, displayed. It's esteemed, it's honored, it's valued because it's of high price. That's what Peter's talking about. Not weak vessel as in, ah, uh, just get out of the way. The men can handle this better. No, it's esteemed. It's something of high value. It's something precious and chosen and set apart. That's what Peter's saying. And then he gives one more, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. In other words, even the gift of children, the gift of a family, the blessing of a family should teach you, husbands, that your wife is a co-laborer, a co-heir with you. We all know that they do most of the work anyway. The women do the work, the majority of the work of raising the family, of raising the kids. That's just the truth. So we need to honor that position in their life. We need to give them value in that position. And we need to consider them, as the Bible says, co-heirs of the grace of life. Wow. Listen, if half of y'all would treat your wives the way you treat your guns, you'd never have to ask for a back scratch. I said it. Y'all whip out those AR. Y'all take apart those pistols and those ARs. You put them out. You clean every piece. You oil them up. You put them back together. And then you just take them apart again without, you didn't even fire it. You didn't even shoot it. You're just cleaning it again because you already cleaned it. And it's a fun thing to do. If y'all would treat your wives half that good, you'd never be asking for a back scratch. Men, men, quick question. We're having fun. I like it. We're having fun, but I'm running out of time. Quick question, men. Do you struggle with a wife that doesn't give you the respect you think you deserve? Don't answer that out loud. <laughs> I will tell you this. If you're treating her the way these verses teach, she will never have a problem respecting you. She will not have a problem aligning yourself herself with your vision. She will not have a problem submitting herself to your mission and vision for the family. Amen? You want God's attention? Treat your wife well, because he is sitting in heaven today, and he has the authority to reject any prayer request, any petition, any petition. He'll just let it bounce right off those golden streets and say, hey, nope, sorry, can't answer it. I can't answer it. You're not treating your wife well. I cannot answer your prayer. And I don't know about you men, but I've got a four-wheeler on the list. I got a boat on the list. I got some, a deck on the list. I got some prayers that need answered. You know what I mean? So I need to treat my wife well. 
Anybody feeling left out? You're not a husband. You're not a wife. You're just kind of sitting there. This next one's for you. And verse, the last part, verse 8 through 12. Here we go. Humble wives, honoring husbands, last but not least, holy saints. This is all of us. It says, finally, all of you have what? Unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, a humble mind. In other words, you can sum all that up with this phrase, put others above yourself. Hey, sounds like this. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Did you know that's just not the golden rule? That's a Bible verse. That's a verse in the Bible. It's just not the golden rule. And then he says, listen, vengeance isn't yours. Watch your tongue. Keep it from evil. He says in verse 11, seek peace, pursue peace. In other words, we discussed this during our Beatitude series back in last summer. And we said, we, we cross-referenced this verse because we said, listen, our role as Christians is not just to keep peace. We are not given the task of keeping peace. We're given the task of pursuing and making peace. In other words, the ball's in our court. We're to be intentional and proactive about making peace. Peace is won or lost right here on your lips, by the way. Peace is won or lost on your lips. And it says, I mean, it tells us that. Keep your tongue from evil. Keep your lips from speaking deceit. Well, what's the alternative? Seeking peace and pursuing it. And the ends in verse 12, this is where we'll put it in part today. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. You've got his attention. If wives, you're living humbly. Husbands, you're living honorably. Saints, you're living holy. You've got God's attention. Congratulations. His ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. In other words, Peter says, not only will God turn his ears off to your request, but he also turns away, turns his back on, can't listen, can't handle it, can't deal with it. He says, my face is against you. So we as saints need to live holy. We need to live righteously, not to earn God's favor, not to earn our spot in heaven, but because we want God's attention. And that's a wonderful gift that he didn't even have to extend to us. The ability to pray to the God of the universe, the ability to have access to the throne room of God. We have that. Let's not ruin our chances to gain God's attention. Wives, you have a role. Husbands, you have a role. All saints, you have a role. You can get God's attention this morning by what's going on inside here. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for this quick sermon, this quick devotional. I pray that it would go forth and do its work. Let it be seed in the hearts of those who are tender. Let it draw us closer to you and to your image. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.